To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Good afternoon, Heather. Is this plan going to reduce wait times at emergency departments? Yes, um, eventually it will. Well, actually, um, not just uh, this plan, what's stated in this plan, but the, the actions that we've already announced that we're doing, which is getting more people here, training more people. The, 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 the answers to the problems in EDs don't just lie in EDs. It lies in the rest of the health system and, and what we're doing. Um, so this is a plan to make the changes um, that will benefit okay, EDs how, how, and the rest of the system. How is it going to bring down the wait times? Um, because it allows us to bring in more people um, through the locality planning stuff. It allows more health services in the communities to coordinate and collaborate. Um, it means that health frontline health professionals can think carefully about what is the best use of their time. Um, there's tasks that can we can give to um, to other trained people to do and get trained health professionals focused on what it is we need them to do. So it distributes the work um, and it organises health in a way that means we get the best out of everybody. Are you? Is it basically relying on primary health care, like GPs and so on, to take some of the slack? Well, I think what is happening at the moment is the hospital system, particularly EDs, are picking up work that um, GPs would otherwise be, be doing. We know mm. we've got a, a shortage of GPs. We've got to get more GPs. We've got programs to train more GPs. Um, so the more we do at the end, then we alleviate pressure off EDs. When is this going to make the wait lists come down at EV at, at EDs? I can't put a precise time frame on it. Um, the thing is that those wait times will fluctuate, but the more we can do to um, not just get GPs, um, get more GPs and get uh, GP clinics and community clinics pressed into service, but get you know, things like uh, pharmacies and pharmacists um, doing extra stuff, then that, all that stuff will help. Uh, it's about getting the stuff underway, doing it, um, engaging, uh, you know, how, how that goes. Are we talking weeks, months or years before those wait times come down? Oh, it'll be months. Um, but over years, you'll, there'll be a transformation to the system. So, you How know, many months? Uh, I can't give you months. Um, but on, in terms of you want a, um, a time scale, it'll be months, not weeks or days. Like, are we talking before next winter? Well, there's a, there's a set of other work going on to make sure that we um, avoid the, the kind of problems we had in winter this year where we had this massive flu season. So that planning is underway now. But again, I go back to there's a whole heap of stuff that needs to be done um, to, to better plan uh, all health services and to alleviate pressure wherever we can, and that you know, goes to workforce issues. All those issues are being addressed. Um, and it will, in the end, it will get wait times down. It will free out beds in hospitals. It will mean that EDs can better manage the, the demand that's put on them. This, this winter has been particularly bad, and we've had a number of stories of people who've died because potentially because they were waiting too long in ED. Can you tell us that isn't going to happen next winter again? First of all, of the stories that have been in the media, um, three stories in particular, one that was investigated and was peer-reviewed, the conclusion was that that death tragically was unpredictable and unavoidable. Two other deaths are the subject of investigation, so I don't draw any conclusions from that. The critical thing for EDs is to relieve the pressure that is on them at the moment because of a whole lot of people turning up because they can't get into after hours or can't afford to get into after hours or can't get to their GP and feel that ED is the best place for them to go. EDs are struggling to manage 
um, their patient load because ward beds that uh, will necessarily be full are full and we need to better manage that. We do that through better supporting age residential care. All those things are linked up and joined up and that's what we have to address. I feel like what you say, I feel like you're, you're, you're warning us that this might happen next winter again. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not predicting anything. I'm not warning okay. about anything. What, I'm, you... what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is that we have a health system that, that is under immense pressure. They are problems that are not, um, not new. Um, we are addressing them, but they do require big change, and this is another step in big change that has to happen. Would you admit that we have a health crisis at the moment? We've got a health system that is under major pressure. Why, why won't you that. just say the word crisis? Because you know what, Minister, from from a, a point of view of somebody who wants to use the health system, it feels like a crisis. Um, and I talk to a lot of people, users of the health system, and I get a, a, a lot of amazing stories. And I talk to yeah. frontline. That's because the guys who today. work in the hospitals are great. Yeah, they are. They're fantastic. And it's unfair on them that um, we continue to have a system that doesn't address the big problems, the real problems. Um, that doesn't plan for the future. We haven't had a system that has planned for the future. We haven't had a system that has planned for the long-term workforce needs that, that, that are on us right now. We are changing that. We've got to change the system. We've got to change our approach to the way we do stuff, and we've got to better support our workforce. Okay, so... so this is all the stuff that we do. No, Chris, no crisis. I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong in our health system. There's plenty wrong. It is under pressure. Um, but there is a lot happening, and, and with a combination of and outstanding frontline health workforce and health managers who are doing their level best to plug various gaps and supporting what is needed to get new health workers on board. We are, you know, we are getting by, but that's not that's not good enough, and it's not sustainable, and that's why we have to make the change that we are. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.